You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The show just rolling on. Program brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Every hole, tailor-made. Every time you look, another challenge. Oh, there, that, that hole was tough. That was a real challenge, that hole. What's this? Another one just like it, but yet completely different. Come discover all the Sundry Golf Club has to offer. Company golf tournament, you need one? Book it. Guys weekend, girls weekend, book it. Or maybe just a relaxing round, you can do that too. All of it online, sundrygolf.com. Stay and play packages starting at $189 per person based on double occupancy. Just go do it. Sundrygolf.com. Uh, the weekend, was so we had Stampeders last night, right? Tomorrow, another opportunity for you to get out and uh, tickle your sporting fancy. 1.30 p.m., a little matinee match between Cavalry FC and the Halifax Wanderers. Two very evenly matched teams. They've, they've already faced one another this year. Draw. Deuces across the board. That's right. Uh, Tommy Wielden Jr., skipper, joining us here uh, from Calvary FC. Tommy, good to talk to you, man. How you been? You know, good, good. Very good month of uh, May, and uh, we're excited to be back home for what could be a cracking day tomorrow. Well, if you see, and we'll, we'll get into that because uh, I did have questions. But uh, I know for me, it just it, it feels it, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's an honor for me whenever I get to talk to the manager of the month, in the uh, in the Canadian Premier League, so this this is extra special for me uh, today. Congrats, deal. Manager of the Month for May. Th- thank you. I'm not even the most popular person in my house, so to get uh, that accolade is pretty, pretty cool. Who among us is really at the end of the day? Who yeah, among us true. is four wins and a draw, as you mentioned. Now, not that you sputter, but you, you had road games, two losses, yeah, yeah. and a draw to start, and you've been cruising since. I know we've talked about this, but now with you know, five, six weeks under your belt. Uh, was it, what was it about the start? Was it just the road? And what have you seen as your team has clearly come together here in the month of May? It was a strange one, really, because we were on the road. Well, we are on the road a lot for the first half of the season. We knew that. But last year we'd had the best away record. And now, after a very good month, we're starting to show we're that team again. And I think in this league, the more points you pick up on the road really decides your final league placement and your playoff security. Um, so for us, you know, we weren't that bad in the first, I think, first game against Ottawa. They had a penalty and we could have had one and they, they, they got the three points. And, you know, when we played Forged and tied 2-2, brilliant game. Um, it was the York one that really suffered. But then when you compound them and three games without winning was a new territory for us, especially at the start of the season. So, you know, I think character is always best revealed when you're under a bit of pressure. And I thought our players, I thought our staff, everybody stepped up and said, hang on a minute. You know, we need to do a little extra. We need to look into a few things. And we started doing more in different areas and changed a little bit in terms of our our, um, our playing identity and our formation. Um, and the results came. And I think for us now, is you know, consistency is key. So it was good to have, you know, the, the accolades we had in May. Um, but can we get that all the way through to October too? 
it was about a month ago that one draw to go with the four wins that you had in the month was against Halifax. You go out there, mm-hmm. a two-two game. Walk us through uh, through that game and how what you know game game film. What are you taking from that game and heading into tomorrow afternoon? Well, what we know about Halifax, Halifax is very similar to ours. You know, about a six thousand seater setting, um, brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. I know. Uh, you know, Trent McClellan works out there, uh, doesn't he? And he, we got him tickets for that game. That's and right. I think he was, he was our sole fan in, in the whole place, which, which was great. Um, but I think that was an inspiring performance. And the reason being, we took the lead. They came back. They, they, they took the lead. And then right in the dying minutes, we score one in, in our, you know, not don't quit mentality. Um, and I think by getting that hard point on the road really became a, a cornerstone for what we were trying to do and just grind out some results. And since then, we took a couple more wins after that. And, you know, we had a terrific performance even against the Whitecaps in, in the Canadian Championship that took penalties to be the deciding factor. So I think when we played Halifax, a very physical side, they're very well organized. They're starting to press a little higher up the pitch. Um, they've got players that can score goals from different ways. And, you know, Stephen Hart is a is a quality coach. I mean, he used to be the Canada's men's na- national team coach as well as Trinidad and Tobago. So we know that they'll come here looking to, you know, revenge a little bit of the points that they dropped at their place. Um, but we've had a really good time. You know, we had a blank weekend last week. I think that allowed our, our guys to just mentally kind of get themselves together after being traveling, you know, for, for as much as we did. Um, and get some bodies back on the pitch. So, uh, yeah, we're we're in a good spot right now and looking forward to a good month of June. Yeah, I, I did want to ask you about that. One thing about the, the CPL, the, the the schedule can be compressed mm. at the best of times, let alone you throw in a yeah. bubble and, and COVID and all of that. But a, a rare, uh, what, 12-day break? 13, yeah. It's not often that happens. What is the health of your club? How are you sitting going into this game? Yeah, good. I mean, I think that was uh, that's what impressed me most with the results last month, because when you, you lose, keep uh, like Fraser Ed was, was going lost him through an ACL. You know, Joe Mason had a groin injury. He's back to the lineup. He was our leading scorer at the time, but we've got that next man up mentality. You know, Dan Klomp has deputized at right back for, for Fraser Ed and just looks comfortable there. And, you know, and, and my Bevan now is, is, is being renamed fire Bevan because he's literally on fire in front of the net. So, I think that's really good for the team when you've got players like that. Sergio Camargo, as we know, has been you know one of our key attacking players over the years. He's back uh, getting close to full fitness and has been impacting the game. And, and you get young local players like Arabin Peppel that's stepping up to play to score the winner against York last week. So I think it's really good that you know everybody's taking the opportunity when they're in you know wearing the jersey. And you know that's 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 a pleasing problem to have when myself and the coaching staff have to sit together after today's practice and say, well. Who do we leave out of the starting eleven? I mean, yeah. these, these are good problems, but we, we frame it differently. Boom, we, we talk about it right. These are your starters and these are your finishes. And both games are different. It's not like hockey where you can roll on lines one after the other and pick certain lines for closing the game. We get five subs over three interventions. So now I think the new tactics of the game comes down to what have you got that's on your bench that can finish the game for you? And what do you have at the start of the game that can play big minutes and kind of wear the opposition down? And wouldn't it be nice to know at the start of the game, by uh, middle of the of the second half, whether you have a lead or need to get the lead? As so, mm-hmm. then, then you would know just what you need as far as uh, guys coming yeah. on there, right? It's it still makes it very tricky. I was going to ask you, how do you? I mean, it's uh, meritocracy. How do you? How do you? As far as playing time, some of it's got to be seniority. Some of it's based on health, yeah. clearly. But again. Yeah. Uh, so who's playing right now? If you're, if you're playing yeah. well, you, you deserve to be on the pitch. 
Well, and they're the tougher conversations where you might not pick a player and his form has been good. It might be a tactical nuance that you see when watching the opposition. You think, well, this player actually will get the ball in this position that could hurt them. And, and you have to take these, you know, a bit of a calculated gamble. You know, you know, I'll take our Ali Moussi, for example. You know, he was often a winger and wide player. We put him more centrally to get him on the ball. Um, and it's a bit of a new position for him. Dan Klomp, like we said, has been playing in this hybrid fullback position, and it's a new position, but we felt those traits suited what we wanted to do against the opposition we're playing against. And it's forever a tactical chess match. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't. And I think for the majority, we do get them right because we watch a ton of game film of ourselves, of our opposition, and then try and put it in there. So it's not... You know, we're not risking or gambling. We're actually making calculated assessments on, on what the game needs. It's really early in the season. Tommy Wilden Jr. is our guest here on Sportsnet. It's Cavalry FC in Halifax tomorrow afternoon. Tickets available at one thirty. Start going to be a cracker. Uh, now, when you, <laughs> when we look at the uh, at the top of the table, it, when do you start focusing on the the gaps? Because you've you've closed that gap. You're now four back of top spot. You have end two games in hand. Second mm-hmm. right now belongs to Ottawa. You're three back of them with mm-hmm. a game in hand. Do you start to focus on using games in hand and, and making up ground now, or is do you, do you not focus on where you are in June when it comes to the players? Yeah. Well, and we said this at the start of the season. You know, you can't w- lose a season in April, but you also can't win it. So I think what we've got to do is keep putting points on the board. Um, you know, until... I guess next season when there could be a potential of the, the, the regular season champion goes to CONCACAF as well. Um, this league is always about finishing in the top four and then, you know, the, the playoff format. Um, so for us, it's about being above the line and above the line is, you know, four and above. Um, we were bottom of the table in April and uh, we just kind of, kind of start going through with, with our form. Uh, we've got a good set of games in hand now. We've got a quieter month against teams that are perceptually in the bottom four and for us now is is how can you create you know a six point differential you know if if we beat Halifax on the weekend that creates a six point buffering zone for us because there'll be you know dips in form there'll be you know calls that may go against us there may be you know those games where you do everything but score though that happens over the course of a 28 game season so for us we focus one game at a time but now this month when we play Halifax now Valor away next week, and then Edmonton at home. These teams all are, are right below us. So can we give ourselves that buffer and insurance to be above the line in the top four? So now you said when you were in Halifax, great, you know, good facility, a hot crowd and all of that. Uh, we, so it's got to be on the foot, foot soldiers now, right? Because best crowd in the league, is it, is it up for grabs? Does it still belong solely to the foot soldiers? Where are we at? <laughs> Well, it depends who's voting. Because if it's me, I'm a, I'm in a minor, I'm in a biased opinion of one. Yeah, we yeah. have the best fans, and I, I truly believe it. And I think you've had enough people on the show, though, and yourself. You've you've been to the games, and when you come away, you talk about it being a remarkable experience. And part of that is obviously the the Spruce Meadows is a terrific venue. You know, the the, the gardens before the game, at halftime, and after the game, when the weather is, and our fans, our fans are singing constantly. You know. It's organic. That's the difference with our sport is in soccer. The fans just create their own songs. They keep going. They lift the team when there's a bit of a dull period. And, you know, they, they, they heckle the goalkeeper from the opposition. It's, it's just a wonderful stadium. And, you know, our foot soldiers are, are a key part of that. And even, you know, when we have those home wins and get to sing Sweet Caroline with our fans, that's, 
that's just pretty cool cool experience to be a part of. Couldn't have said it better, man. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, keep it going. Get these. Uh, I, I, I understand they have not decided who the manager of the month is for June yet. So you know, <laughs> we'll get on that. Go back to back. Thanks, Tommy. Have a good one. All Thanks, right. Thanks, guys. All right. Cheers. Bye bye. Tommy Wilden Jr., Cavalry FC, Halifax, Wanderers, 130. Tickets available. If you've not been, this is a great opportunity for you. I, I like the 130 start. It's not, you don't have to worry about. I gotta get home, and we gotta beat the traffic, so we gotta work the next day. Or just got kids, got kids are getting tired and cranky. Oh. Yeah, and it's not a four-hour excursion. You're in, you're out. Watch the game, couple pops. <laughs> Great afternoon. <laughs> That's what that is. That sounded like a drill. I don't know. It's uh, it's hour three. Are you ready for the third? Oh yeah, giveaway of the day. Every hour today, while we are live doing uh, radio here at Sportsnet. So not Jeff Merrick's show. I don't think so. No, no I don't think Merrick is going to do it. Which, again, who's your boys? Who takes care of you? Jeff Merrick? I don't think so. Boom, boom. Another opportunity for you to win. It's a, it's a dozen wild roses. A wild rose gift pack of 12 beer and a $50 gift card to go and have yourself a time at the tap room over at Curry Barracks. In the spirit of Father's Day, which is next weekend, I believe. Name this famous dad. I'm enjoying these. Now, this dad, mm-hmm. uh, didn't, not a role model. Okay. 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 Not a role model, but took care of his family. I already know who it is. There's no way you could know. I already do. I guarantee it. Uh, this I'm going to write it down on this piece of paper. Okay, write it down. Uh, made some bad choices, but uh, but loved his family, took good care of uh, of his kids at the very least. No, good try. Uh, he owned among other among the things that he owned mm. was a boat. He didn't take the boat out a ton, but he had a boat, and he would often go on his boat. The name of his boat was the Stugats. What famous dad owned a boat? Named the Stugots. Text in at 960-960. It's not first person in. We'll give you some time. We'll filter the correct answers. And we will pick a winner. Our third of the day. We're going all day. Ten in total. Big show. Flames talk. Steinberg. Whatever else. Whatever talk. We do lots of stuff. Golf talk. Ball talk. Basketball talk. Whatever shows are in the afternoon. They will also have for you one winner per hour. Uh, Stampeders last night. Get a win. I feel like in week one, style points are overrated. Get the win, especially with how last year started. You kind of stubbed your toe at home. Games that you felt like you should have won, you didn't. It it feels a little bit better when you take too many penalties, when offensively yep. you're not quite in sync, when you give up. Defensively, you're, you're quite good, but you give up too many big plays win that game, work on it this week. And I think you got to love being the first one out of the shoot in week one because there's no fatigue in coming in on a Thursday game. Usually you hate the Thursday games because you're on a short week. Mm-hmm. So you get that, the win, Thursday, extra rest going into next week. Dave Dickinson smiling like the butcher's dog today. Oh, without a doubt, especially because you got to go to Hamilton, which is going to be a tough matchup next week. That's a big win for the team. 
anytime that you can add one early on, like I know that in the CFL, a lot of people say, hey, whatever you do after Labor Day, that's really what it matters. But just to get the results, because like you mentioned, yesterday certainly wasn't the Mona Lisa, but in the end, you did enough to get the win. And no. you want to know, and you're the only one to know team in the CFL. Well, and in fairness, I think maybe our maybe we're being a little bit too harsh of a critic. They didn't play poorly. They put up thirty. They had the they took a lead, lost it, fought back, got some key plays. Uh, Jake Mayer had to come in. Bo Levi Mitchell left in the uh, late in the football game with a leg injury. No word as to what the severity of that is, but found a way to win. Found a way. And made some big plays. Richie Sandani over 100 yards. He was Kadeem, great. Kadeem Carey had a great start with a pair of touchdowns, 60 Turnovers. yards. Great, you know, and defensively, and like I said it earlier on in the show, uh, points kept going on the board. Like, where's, where's the defense? Is the defense going to stand up, step up here? And all they did was make plays. They made, they made plays early. First series for the Alouettes. It's a tip, uh, tip play and then a, and then pick. Welcome Sacks, back, Mike Rose. Special teams play, blocking yep. a field goal, which obviously when you win by three is key. So they made a number of great plays. It was just some some big ones for the Owls that, that cost them. Really felt like the second quarter was off. I thought that the Stamps probably, if you shake it all down, the other three quarters, Stamps probably the better team in the mm. other three. You know, the first quarter was pretty even, pretty tight. Both teams scored a touchdown. They kind of went back and forth. Second quarter, heavily tilted to Montreal. They get the 10-point lead. But then, you know, Jameer Thurman talked about it as well, and he said exactly what you mentioned. There was three big plays that they gave up that they knew exactly what had happened. Jonathan Moxie, as Dave said after the game, took the cheese, got beat on the double move. <laughs> Is that what he did? Okay. Took the cheese. Yeah. Uh, on the first big play by, I believe it was a Eugene Lewis catch. It was, yeah. They lose their running back, William Stanback, but Antwi, the former Dino, comes in. He rips off a huge run, breaks a tackle of Deontay Ruffin and Raheem Wilson to 70 yard gain. Get 70 yards before he's tracked down by Trey Roberson. And then there was the absolute bomb of a pass where Kobe Williams got a hand around the, the waist of former Stampeder Herji Mayala. And that's another massive game that put flipped the field and put Montreal yeah. basically in the red zone. Those three plays 55 yard catch and run for Lewis. The Antwi run, which is goes for 70, as we mentioned. Right and, up the gut. And the Mayala catch, that ends up being a 40-yard gain. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown. The, uh, other than those three plays, I think they, I don't know that the Alouettes did a whole, now those are three key plays that they, yeah. still, they made them. But I think the defense has to be pretty, pretty happy with how they played. They got to the quarterback. Adam's a pretty uh, elusive, mobile guy. They got to him three times. The uh, the pick by by Thurman was a they had a great angle of it where Thurman, who's your middle linebacker, but he had come way out to the right and just sucked Adams right in. Oh, he yeah. Slid back over and made it look easy. I don't think it was an easy play, but he made it look easy. So trucks over onto he trying to get the, the recovery. Like can you imagine being the running back. You see Jameer Thurman coming at you full tilt with the football. Yeah, look out, son. Keep your head up. Yeah. Too many penalties. Roughing the passer. Face mask. Well, the roughing the passer would have been a fourth sack as well, right? Yeah. Bagleton takes the face mask while he's blocking Malik, trying to get in another touchdown. How about that uh, roughing the passer? On Bo? The, that was... Uh, On Bo that was very... Yeah. Hmm. Who was it? I didn't see a lot of it there. Because even... <laughs> you know, you're you're doing the broadcast. You're going to be impartial. Suter was like, hmm. boy, I don't know... <laughs> 
Ellis for the Alouettes gets a roughing the passer call in the fourth quarter. Uh, or, or maybe it was the third quarter. I don't know. That's rough in the past. I know we got to protect the stars of the game, but that's not. Uh, it was nothing close to the one that Arimalade took no. earlier in the game, which is a straight, you know, helmet to helmet bonk. And that would have been four sacks. And I think the other big thing with the sacks is that they got two of them from guys that are kind of penned as backup ends. They're going to basically run with four this year with Arimalade, Sean Lemon, and then the other two being Adiemi Berglund and uh, Stefan Banks. Both mm-hmm. of them. Got home Banks as well. came through, Bergman, yeah. Hamilton would be a bit of a more stiff test, I think. Honestly, the William Standback injury really changed the game. It, You know, he's the focal point of yeah. their offense. And when he went out, uh, like we've talked about Antwi, he had the big run, and I thought he was solid. But then there was other instances, like he took a holding penalty right after he ripped off that 70-yard run. There were some situations where... He's not William Standback. Well, yeah, the second-year former Dino, league-leading rusher a year ago. Yeah, you're talking about a game breaker on the offense that all of a sudden just leaves. I wondered too because you, it's game one. Just when you're on the sideline or you're on the field and you know that he is your meal ticket. Obviously, your quarterback and that, but for the for the Owls, it goes through that guy, mm-hmm. and then you see him go down, and there's no doubt that it looks serious. Yeah. He is buckled. He is screaming and writhing in pain. They bring out the, the, the gator. gator to get him off. I just wonder, okay, settle in. We've got not just a, a, we've got a football game here to play. We've got a few more games this season. I just wonder what goes through your head and how big that 70-yard run for Antwi was for them to just kind of, okay, we're not doomed. We can, we're going to miss them, but let's, let's bring this together because they did rally pretty well. Mm-hmm after the injury. Yeah, I thought they did really well, honestly. And, you know, Vernon started to lean on some of his big-time receivers. Eugene Lewis had a big game. Jake Weineke had a couple of big receptions as the second half went on as well. That came up big. Antwi was probably the biggest surprise, just the way that he was able to kind of get through. But I think it's kind of a... That that can work both ways, right? Like, if you're the Alouettes, you're thinking, oh, man, like, this isn't just one game we got to get through. We got to get through all of it. But on the other hand, you're the Stampeders. You're going, the league's leading rusher just left, and we've never heard of this guy. He's a Canadian. I wonder if you... Not to say take him lightly, but if there's a little bit of a... Okay, we don't have to worry about the running back so much anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Hell of a run. Broke two tackles. Hell of a run. Right? Like... Should have been about a 15-20 yard gain. Ended up going for 70. Trey Roberson had a great game. He saves the touchdown there. He's the one who high points the ball from Vernon Adams Jr. at the very end of the game on the Hail Mary, which would have won the contest if it gets hauled in. He had a really nice return to form. Could have had a pick. Had a couple of nice breakups on the passes. I really liked what we saw from Roberson. And uh, Nails, Rene Paradis. Three for three. Thank you, sir. Needed all three. And it was him who, after, you know, the West Division semifinal, you know, a Hall of Famer in this league, without doubt, arguably one of the, if not the best kickers to play in the league, had, to his credit, he said it after the game, you know, worst time of my career to have the worst game of my career, and then to come out in game one of the season and just put all the doubts that might have been sitting around all offseason to bed. That was great because the last one's a big one too. That's like 38 yards, 40 yards into the wind 
you need the points there. His time's running down. And you don't want to give Montreal a chance. And he nailed it. He was great. We'll break here. We have a busy half an hour here. Are you ready? Pitter-patter. So I'm in. So we're going to take a break. And okay. we, but then we're going to have the winner of our Wild Rose Brewery contest. I still don't know the answer to this one. Oh, I, I haven't looked at the text line. And the one that you mentioned, you should keep that for for your hour coming up after 9 o'clock. That's a great point. Right? Yeah. So don't spit that one out. Keep I'm that keep one. I'm going to keep that one. Um, so we'll have that winner. We will also have the uh, Speargrass Golf Show and some What You Want to Talk About. It's going to be busy. I'm in. Let's break. Let's, let's really come together here, hydrate, get your life in order, and be ready for a great segment when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. On the radio this evening, we will have some Blue Jay baseball for you. In Detroit, Jose Barrios. Detroit, the Tigers. Lay Tiger. Elvin Rodriguez going for Detroit. Five o'clock start. No joining in progress. Giving you the full deal. No more joining in progress. No more. Get no to it. Let's go. Let's get to it. Here's baseball. Enjoy. Sorry, I'm just... Uh... What are you doing? Want me to fill time? No, sure. No, it's fine. Uh... It's getting your weekend plans ready. Booking a table. No, there's major. Uh, you, uh, there's some major stuff going on. Uh, we have uh, daughter has forgotten a hat. Oh my goodness! It's a fashion show today. Oh no! Not sure if we're gonna have time to get oh. home and get the hat oh. and get it to. All right. We just might not have enough time. Give me the address. I'll go. Come on. Bed, bath, and beyond. I don't know. We might not have enough time. So that's what we're dealing with. Got a lot on the go. Uh, congrats to our latest winner. Troy. T-Roy Mitchell had the correct answer. The question was, as we're going through Father's Day, famous dads, celebrity dads, this dad owned a boat called the Stugats. And the answer, Tony Soprano. Big Tony had himself, uh, he made a lot of decisions in life. That were questionable. A lot of the people he invited onto that boat, uh, maybe not the best husband at times. Uh huh. Faithful, I'm not sure. But uh-huh. either way, uh, the boat was the Stugats, and Troy Mitchell had the correct answer. Our promotions department will be in touch with all of our winners, so a uh, little patience. Stay tuned. We'll get you. Each winner getting a 12 pack of Wild Rose Brewery beers and a $50 gift card to the tap room. Mm. Do you have uh, do you have plans for the uh, for the weekend? Yeah, got a couple date nights uh, tonight. Dinner and drinks, the better half, and a couple of friends tomorrow. I think we're going to see Top Gun. Actually, is it a date when you go out to see other people? Well, it's like a triple date because we're going out with two other couples. So to an extent, yes. Fishbowl, car keys? No, it's a bit freaky for me, but. Not from what I've heard. I don't want to... Uh, Freaky deaky. You know, teach their own. Mm. Not really my cup of tea. Mm. I don't share well.
It's not all about you, Matt. <laughs> it's not all about you and what you want. <laughs> Think of others. Think of, right? I mean, take a look at yourself. You're going to... You're going to disappoint Stop. others? What? I mean, you... Imagine, you could be up for grabs, dude. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> uh, text line, no more jip. That's right. No more jip. No more joining in progress. Blue Jay baseball. Why wouldn't you? Little, little Friday afternoon baseball on your radio we got. It. It's just Jose Burrios on the mound to start. Why wouldn't you want to miss the first three innings, right? Did we miss anything today? I, I feel like we uh, I feel like we touched them all today. We got the uh, we had Luke Elvi on to talk about uh, the golf. That was a really good chat. I learned a lot about the LIV, and I'm interested. Is it LIV or Live? That's the one well, thing I've we seen, didn't ask. I, I see people calling it the Live, the Live Invitational Tour. Series. Mm. So I'm going to go with that. Eight tournaments and the dough is undeniable. I didn't realize it was quite to the. I mean, we knew there was a conundrum. Because of the character issues and the, just the character of the people you're, you're dealing with. But the incredible amount of money that is there. And I think we would all like to say that we would have high moral standards. But for like Dustin Johnson, we'll give you $150 million signing bonus just to come. Yeah. And all you need to do is just sign that, uh, tell PGA Tour to go kick rocks and... Uh, $150 million signature. Oh, also every tournament, the, the winner gets $4 million, and you will be by far the best player on the in this tournament. Every time. Until, yeah, until you get to the point where, I don't know, man, like LV said, how do you resist if you're, if you're a player on the tour? If the money's there, it continues to be there? Man, I don't know. Um... And yeah, what kind of dough? Well, even if you don't get the juicy signing bonus, this weekend, Canadian Open, total money, $8.7 million. The Live Tournament, $25. It's not close. It's three times as much. Yeah, it's not close at all. And I think that's one of the things that is going to attract a lot of these guys. Like, you know, right now you get guys like Justin Thomas, who has been pretty much vehemently saying, you know, this is wrong. But how long is it going to take, right? No, and it's easy for other people to point and make decisions, make judgment calls as to how other people should be behaving and how they should be handling their business. I, 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 I have a feeling I know how most of us, all of us would, would react, and I'm not sure that we'd be real happy with decisions we made, but whatever. Dude, if I see a dime on the sidewalk, I pick it up. What do you think I would do if someone threw 150 at me? It wouldn't even have to be a million. Like 150 anything. Yeah. 150, you know, Tim Hortons gift cards. You can't Done. Be, you cannot be trusted. Done. I wouldn't trust you further than I could throw you. Can't throw me far. No. How's the... Uh, yeah. Any fallout, because you got hit by the car when you were drunk that night. Any news, any updates there, lawsuits, anything you want to share? No, I just got hit by the car and life went on. Yeah. Any, uh, how's your, your physical? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's That was a big thing. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah. How did that work? Was it just outside here? Where was it? Fourth Street? Right by, um, you know where that Lint store is? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. 14th Avenue and 4th Street Southwest in the downtown and the Beltline there. Yeah. You're driving down 4th Street. You go by the church, you go by the Schumer, 
right there. Good There's then, a boardwalk yeah. building that I used to live into. Yeah. And I was just traipsing across the road, a couple sodas in me, a couple adult pops. Were you weaving? Were you bobbing and weaving? No, I was texting my better half. Oh, see, that's, yeah. And um, walking on a walk sign, which apparently keep your head up when you do that because guys will just mm-hmm. cut, the, cut the feet right out from underneath you. <laughs> And send you sprawling across the street with your snacks. So did you do the whole Will Ferrell elf, like right up onto the hood and roll up the windshield and down? Um, he kind of, It was like a glancing blow. He kind of hit me with the front right corner of his car. Yeah. So there was some roll, but it wasn't like breaking a windshield. and. Uh, which I guess I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen, I guess. It would make the story better. Knowing yeah. that you're fine because even regardless. I think one of the keys was that I wasn't expecting it, so my body didn't tense up. Mm. So it was kind of more of a rag doll, and it ended up benefiting the yeah. body. It didn't break any bones or anything like that. You do go very jelly-like when you're hammered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Little, hey, uh, hey, uh, how you doing? Hey. Uh, flames Talk coming up at yeah. the top of the hour. Ryan Pike going to join you to talk Flames, obviously, inside Flames Talk. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Uh, the golf, uh, the golf show, Speargrass Golf Course, coming up in just a matter of moments. But first, time for what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Before we get to your texts, MVP of the show today, GVP in the next room. Yeah. Vander Plug, you crushed it. Hey, That'll be boys. Plugs. Thanks, boys. Vander Plug, so you're, we've talked, you're, what do they call it, intern pla- placement f- from your, your university course? Free worker? Yeah, I guess intern. Yeah, but yeah. you're, uh, like you're taking the broadcast course there, right? Yeah, broadcast. Right. At MRU. Shout out Cougars. At uh, Mount Royal. Hell yeah. Go Cougs. And you've come in, and Dumas is not here today. Yeah, you've so I'm on slept the ones in. And twos today. You've been training this uh, over the last little bit to run the board and do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, quite honestly, not a hiccup, not a sputter, tight board. Good job by you, buddy. Well done. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. You yep. can hit the applause thing now. I would dare say that. Um, <laughs> There's some other board ops slash producers that probably should be taking a look in the uh, in the mirror because uh, they could learn a thing or two from GVP. Yeah, quite ten, honestly, ten times better when I was trying to run the ship here. Yeah, that go. was a nightmare. Uh, okay, texts. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we doing? Liv is Roman numerals for fifty-four, which is how many holes they play. Neat. There you go. It's a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, people need to know. I don't want to talk about that. I don't need to talk about that. There's a lot of... Uh, that intro sounded like 9 to 5, sing it, Dolly. It was not Dolly Parton. I don't know who it was, but it was not uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, thanks for the Stamps coverage. I was down at the stadium. Good to see that Canadian fullback back. Uh, do you think that's what that... I think it's football. Great to see Canadian FB back. I guess that's what it would be. I see. Uh, fair enough. Yes, it is, it is very good. Uh, guys, is Pinder really coming back? He's removed all SN960 from his Twitter 
and his profile literally says, tell my bosses to fire me. I love Pinder. I don't know if you know this about Ryan, but he's a bit of a bucket tipper and loves to stir the pot. So, you know, just so you know. I think his profile said that for the better part of a month at this point, too. So, yeah. Uh, Nothing new there. It's not like the Vander Kane tweeting out his goodbye. Don't worry. You know what we're going to do? Why wait? Hmm? Have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday. Matty Rose sticking around. Yeah. Golf show coming up. That's going to do it for what you want to talk about. For Calgary Lock and Safe, operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart. Why wouldn't you? If If there's an upgrade, why wouldn't you do it? Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Go online and visit Calgary. Lockandsafe.com. Like, the question is, if you could have something that's smart or not smart, like what are we doing here? Be smart about it. Be smart about it. See you, buddy. Time for the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. You can visit them at speargrass.ca, and very excited to go down the uh, guest hotline right now to talk to Dale Goring, the tournament director for the Glencoe Invitational. Dale, how do we find you on this Friday? Just doing great today. Thanks, Jen. Oh, love to hear it. Uh, so, Glencoe Invitational is coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about the tournament? Yeah, you bet. You know, and we're we're really excited about this year's event because we finally get to to fully lift our our vision for our our event this year. We have three divisions. We got uh, male and female players, and on the male side, we got amateurs, and on the female side, we got amateurs and professionals. So what does the kind of tournament look like? Because I'm looking at the stat sheet here, and one of the big selling points, you got men and women on the same course at the same time, like you kind of just laid out. But how does the day work? Yeah, so we've got uh, so Thursday, Friday, and Saturday next week. We've got uh, 54 holes, so one round each day on the Glencoe Forest course. Uh, no cut, 75 players in total from the, from the three divisions, all fighting it out to uh, – to be named champion of their division. And you got a, a, a big purse for this one as well, as, especially with the female professionals. Can you take us inside that just a little bit? Yeah, so in the uh, we've got some new things this year. So in the female professional division, we, of course, uh, as we did last year, we have a $25,000 purse with $15,000 for first place. That's the, that's the second highest purse in, in all of Canada in professional golf. And then this year, for the first time, we're also able to award prizes under the new rules of golf to to amateurs. So each of our amateur divisions will also get $1,200 for first place prize. Now, this is uh, relatively new. The women's division at the Glencoe Invitational just started back in, in 2020, but just part of growing the game, supporting diversity. Can you talk a little bit about why that was important to this tournament? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, so, I mean, last year, 2020, we were canceled, of course, due to COVID. Last year, we lifted, a, I would say, kind of a partial event, but we were impacted due to travel restrictions. But we did lift a, a small event with 54 players. And, but this year, we're, we're back. Uh, we're, we're lifting our full field event of 75 players. And, and I mean, diversity was, was really key. We saw a big, big opportunity for um, adding in a, a premier elite uh, competitive um, tournament for for the women's side, both amateur and pro, and 
and that's what we're trying to do this year. And, you know, Digital Commerce Bank is our is our title sponsor and, and they're super excited to come along and, and help us with that. So yeah, we're, we're real excited. We've got a great field coming from all across the country and, and uh, one in the U S and, and uh, so we're, we're excited about this week. Tell us about the field a little bit. Who are some of the players that uh, we should get excited about? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, some of the players we've got, I mean, it's, it's uh, on the women's amateur side, you know, we've got starting with 12 year old, Phenom from from Red Deer, Eileen Park. Uh, she, of course, won the uh, Alberta Under-19 Alberta Championship last year. Uh, we've got Lauren Zaretsky, who is last year's Canadian Women's Amateur Champion from Ontario coming. On the men's side, we've got Team Canada members, Matt Anderson and uh, Lauren Desmarais. Uh, we've also got Roman Timmerman coming from, from Saskatoon. I mean, he lit it up last year in the Saskatchewan amateur shooting 26 under par. Um, on, the, on the women's pro side, we've, got, we've also got six women's all-pro tour players that are, that are Canadians taking part in that tour in the States and taking the week off and coming to Calgary to play in our event. Well, you love to hear that. And uh, also seeing on the website here, glencoinvitational.com, the Monday qualifier uh, brought to you by Digital Commerce Bank. Open to anybody with an indexer four or less, and you can actually still register for this up until noon today. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Monday qualifier spots? Yeah, that's right. So you've only got a, a few hours left uh, to register for that. We've got 26 players signed up currently, uh, 21 males and five females, and they're they're playing right now for uh, three spots on the male side and one spot on the female side. And, uh, yeah, we'll run that kind of first thing Monday morning, and uh, those players will that are successful will get to tee it up on Thursday. What do you typically see from people who get through those qualifiers and make it into the tournament? Yeah, I mean, we it's all very competitive. And, and we've had players like uh, Jesse Galvin, who's already, um, he's proven in the years in the past that he's he's come from the Monday qualifier and finished in the top 10. So, And, and he's actually registered again in Monday's qualifiers. So uh, we, it's a very competitive field throughout. Um, we've had a lot of applications and, and we have a very tight criteria and a high criteria to, to get in the event. So, yeah, please, uh, if anybody's still considering um, registering, you've got a, a few hours left till noon today to do it. And that uh, qualifier round would be Monday morning as well, so make sure you got it off work or, or, or whatever that may be. Uh, what's the situation for spectators for an event like this? Yeah, we're, we're open to spectators, and uh, so starting, as I say, Thursday, um, you know, tee-off is at 7.30 in the morning until noon, on the forest course and that runs thursday friday and saturday so we'll be wrapping up the the prizes saturday afternoon about four o'clock on the on the 18th green of the forest course so yeah i encourage everybody to come out and and uh and watch that glencoe course is so beautiful do you have a favorite hole you know, uh, I would say probably the fifth hole is, I'm a bit biased. I had a hole-in-one once upon a time on that particular hole, so that would be my favorite. There you go. That's an easy one, I guess. <laughs> is there anything else that we uh, might have missed, Dale, that we wanted to bring up before I let you go here on the Speargrass Golf Show? Yeah, I think, I think we covered everything. I mean, I, I encourage everybody to come out and watch. We've got a great field, and I guess lastly, I just want to thank our sponsors. We've got... Uh, 
a bunch of different sponsors that are supporting us. We've got Digital Commerce Bank as our title sponsor, Lynx Capital, Torres, Adidas, Glenmore Audi, uh, Carmen Davison Real Estate, Right Ride, and Titleist, and lastly, but not least, uh, Big Rock. Oh, love me some Big Rock. Dale, appreciate the time today, man. Uh, tournament director of the Glencoe Invitational. Big week coming up for you. Enjoy it. I hope you get great weather. Thanks very much. Have a great day. There you go. That's uh, Dale Goering. He is the tournament director at the Glencoe Invitational Tournament. Gets underway on uh, Thursday, but as mentioned, the Monday qualifier is uh, still open for registration until noon. If you've got an index of four or less, ah, maybe think about it. Registration, I think, is $200, and uh, if you make it in, that goes towards uh, your tournament registration as well. That's been the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course. Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. You can visit them at speargrass.ca. That'll do it for Boomer in the morning. Boomer has taken off. He has started his weekend, but around the corner, it is Flames Talk, typically hosted by Ryan Pinder, off this week. Back on Monday, we believe. My name is Matt Rose, and I'll bring you Flames Talk. Ryan Pike will join us from Flames Nation. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the Stockton Heat, Lucas, Lucas Siona and the Thunderbirds, and a couple of Flames topics that we'll throw his way as well. That's all coming up. As we continue, keep it locked. Flames Talk is next right here on your home for the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.